0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, February 22nd, 533 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets are mixed to higher this morning. March corn futures down a quarter cent at 410 and three quarters. March soybeans up two at 1162 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat up three and a half. At 586 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat up six and a quarter at 583 and a half. March spring wheat up four and a half at 663 and three quarters. Let's start off with this March basis contract situation.
1: U.S. farmers will soon be forced to price or roll their March basis contracts. Many farmers opted to set the basis on a portion of their 2023 corn and soybean bushels while leaving the futures portion unpriced. These farmers will be forced to either set the futures price during the next week or roll the contract forward. In the instance of a roll, the carry in the market will be deducted from the farmer's final basis level. The marketplace appears to be well aware of the situation and is in the process of forcing grain sales at multi-year low price levels.
0: I think this is the biggest thing going on in the corn market right now and probably will be through Wednesday next week. So if you have a March basis contract, you're gonna get the phone call. You have to either price it or roll it. Uh, Some will be like Friday this week, some will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday close of business at the very, very latest. So why would a farmer do a March basis contract? Well, for a couple of reasons you see maybe an attractive basis bid in your neighborhood, but you don't like the futures price. So you set the basis and you bet that the futures market is going to rally and the futures market has fallen apart. So anybody who's involved in these March basis contracts, and I'm told that there are a ton of them out there, they're going to be forced to make a decision here between now and close of business next Wednesday. I think the marketplace is very aware of this situation. And in my experience, The market has a way of sniffing out who's caught in a bad position and kind of punishing those, if you want to put it that way, who are in said bad position. And that's what this is. This is a bad deal. Now, you're going to either be forced to price here at, you know, 411 this morning. So for a lot of you guys, that would mean with the March basis contract, you may be talking cash corn sub $4 in the um, instance of a roll. You've got a, a big carry in the market, 12 or 13 cents to May. So if you decide to kick the can down the road and again bet on a futures price rally, they're going to take this 13 cents and deduct it from your previously set basis level. And that's not a good feeling either. So I think there's absolutely going to be some corn sold at multi-year lows here over the next few days. It, it's already happening right now, but it's going to continue to happen. And I think until this situation is over, the corn market's going to have a very difficult time rallying. Uh, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps, is that very often following first notice day, after these basis contracts have all been priced, you'll sometimes see a bounce. It's as if the lid is like removed from the market magically. And that's what we saw happen following uh, December 1st notice day. We saw a 23 cent rally. The market bottomed like right on 1st notice day and then rallied. And then the rally was short lived, of course. But you did see a bounce uh, right out of that. So this is, um, it's it's a shitty situation. It is. And um, anybody who was betting on a higher board price uh, was obviously not happy with uh, what's going on here. But there's absolutely going to be some sales that are, are, Forced is a strong word, but in some instances forced at at multi-year low levels, and uh, it's just a bad deal. But the light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps, is that when this is over, maybe that kind of takes the lid off of uh, price action.
1: Agro Consult's crop tour has led to a reduction in this season's Brazilian soybean crop. On Tuesday, the firm cut its estimate for this season's Brazilian soybean crop due to hot and dry weather. The firm is projecting that the crop will reach 152.2 million tons down from 153.8 million tons. Agroconsult began a tour of Brazil's main soybean producing regions about a month ago. The tour has found that hot dry weather had the greatest impact on soybeans planted between early September and mid October. Although the soybeans planted in October and November are in better condition, the poor growing conditions have also had an impact on them.
0: I don't know if this is like Brazil's version of the pro farmer tour, but it lasts like 2 months they're they're in they're in today 33 and they're only 60% done. Um this is a high estimate compared to the other stuff that we've seen. 152.2 is above almost all of the private estimates. The only uh group that's higher than that I think is USDA at 156. And I've been told that Agroconsult is actually kind of conservative. Sometimes they're too low. I don't know. Uh looking at Brazilian weather, I see it as being mostly benign and and the weather situation as it relates to Brazil is going to turn more into a corn thing than a soybean thing as the weeks go on here and for the moment we just don't really see much of a threat
1: so if you guys have not checked out our premium content you need to do so joe can you tell me about the video you put together with brian split yesterday
0: brian was on yesterday we talked about the basis contract situation in a little bit more detail we talked about the reversal in the wheat market to the upside that we saw on tuesday talked about some uh not some Some not happy stuff also, like what are some potential downside targets in the corn market, the soybean market. We've obviously got some big downtrends in place here. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. It includes our morning email, which goes out every single business day at 5 a.m. Central Time. That morning email includes the six most recent premium videos. We do a new premium video every single business day. Uh, we talk about grain marketing. We do analysis. We get a lot more in-depth. The podcast and the YouTube stuff that we do publicly publicly This is like, this is a news show. This is where we really get in depth into grain marketing, crop insurance policy, all of that stuff. Uh, Sign up today, $50 per month. Uh, No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. If you guys like the podcast and you like the YouTube channel, you'll love the premium subscription, I promise.
1: On Wednesday, Argentina's Argentina's Rosario Grain Exchange reduced its estimate for the season's soybean crop by almost 5% to 49.5 million tons. The exchange also cut its estimate for corn by 3.3% to 57 million tons. The reductions were due to a heat wave in late January and early February. USDA is forecasting Argentina's soy, soybean crop at 50 million tons and their corn crop at 55 million tons.
0: Okay, so I pull, oh, here's the map for Argentina. So their forecast, as with Brazil, I call mostly benign, mostly favorable. There's just not a big threat here. Then I updated this again this morning. So I threw in the Rosario number, but then I threw in the agro consult number as well. And now you're back over 200 million metric tons for the two countries, soybean production combined. If you were to go with the most uh, bullish or friendly scenario, you would take the Rosario number and then pair it with like the Cordonier number, which was, I think, 145 and change, and you'd be uh, back below 200. But it's still going to be tough to not have a record soybean crop out of Brazil and Argentina combined.
1: Ukraine is expected to receive a disbursement of $900 million from the International Monetary Fund as part of a $15.6 billion loan. The disbursement is the first of four this year. That will total $5.4 billion. Ukraine's budget is, of course, depleted as it enters its third year of war with Russia. Ukraine has previously relied uh, on U.S. for funding, but the most recent aid package for Ukraine is stalled in Congress. This is the first time the IMF has lent money to a nation at war
0: yeah Zelensky's probably not thrilled about this 900 million this paltry little tiny number when uh, Congress is supposed to approve or is trying to approve 60 billion dollars um, so I guess they're gonna try to keep the uh the Ukraine afloat here which means the war continues I would like I wouldn't like to think but I think it's possible that at some point, you could see an escalation that results in maybe some grain price strength in wheat, in particular, if the right or wrong things happen. I guess you know some sort of uh, ship in the Black Sea carrying wheat gets blown up or something. We're just we're not to that point. The market hasn't been overly concerned about this.
1: According to minutes from the Fed's January meeting, rate hikes are likely complete for this tightening cycle. Officials, however, need greater assurance that inflation is declining before rate cuts begin. The Fed doesn't want to ease rates too quickly and cause inflation to come back roaring, and they also don't want to leave rates too high for too long and cause economic harm. The markets are projecting that the Fed will begin cutting rates in June, and they are also predicting a total of four quarter point rate cuts this year at its December meeting, the Fed uh, projected three rate cuts this year.
0: I'll tell you what's kind of refreshing is that um, the, the situation as it relates to the Fed and cuts and when all of this is expected, it's all changed drastically. Yet it hasn't really had much of an impact on the markets. Like I know for a long time, everybody thought the Fed was the only thing that moved the market. And now, like you look at the stock market. And it's still at all-time highs, basically, despite the fact that they've kicked the can down the road a few months on rate hikes. So it's, it's not the only thing that matters. You've still got earnings. You've still got the economy, um, which appears to be in pretty good shape. As it relates to uh, farming and operating loans, you're going to have to wait uh, a few months longer to see any sort of... A downtick in, in interest rates the way that it was at least based on the Fed metrics and some of the long-term stuff floats around a little bit more. What did uh, cattle do yesterday?
1: Uh, cattle futures basically treaded water on Wednesday. Feeders were down 37 cents to a buck higher. Live cattle were down 42 cents to 87 cents higher. Box beef was mixed. Choice ended the day at 297.80. That was up 43 cents. Select ended the day at 284.46. That was down $3.36.
0: Outside markets on Thursday, US dollars off a little bit. Stocks are sharply higher. The s and is up 66 points. Uh, bonds are up a little bit. Crude oil is about flat, uh, 77.93 last in the April WTI. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday.